0: Welcome back to the Sound Sense Podcast. I'm Jessica Quinlan. Happy Halloween. We're doing a little bit of a shift this week. We're gonna do a little spooky theme for our financial education this week in honor of today. I do love me some Halloween. I'm excited to trick or treat this evening with my daughter being the little mermaid. I hope all of you out there have fun, exciting Halloween plans and I hope the weather behaves. It's been beautiful here in Colorado, but you never know, on Halloween night, sometimes it shifts and all of a sudden we have a blizzard. It's very fun for us parents. Anyway, back to the more important part. I have two great spooky guests with me today. Bree Shalito, our senior manager of Community Impact. Hello, Bree. Hey, Jess. And Katie Griffin, our community education supervisor. Hello, Katie. Hello, happy Halloween. Let's dive right in with some spooky challenges. Bree, can you start us off with the ghostly spare change?
1: Absolutely. So with this one, any of those ghostly spare change, Mm -hmm. if you're a cash user that would just otherwise collect in pockets and on top of tables, find a spare change jar or container to set those in. If you're someone that's actually not using cash or coming across change, you can do it electronically too. Have a goal to transfer anything extra or anything in addition to what you spent. Let's say you spent $10.50, just move that 50 cents right over, and there are some programs that help you do that. But the idea of thinking about, what those things are and getting them moved over into a savings or even an investment account, just what those kind of unnecessary expenses are, or especially if you encounter kind of a, a spooky financial temptation, <laughs> instead of buying something that may have been unnecessary, thinking in terms of how you, can, how you can move those around and just kind of challenge yourself to save a little more on what would have been an unnecessary purchase.
0: I love that. That's fantastic. All right, Katie, let's go through our cursed subscription challenge.
2: Yes. Yeah, so subscriptions are everywhere. Amen. Everywhere I have so many. we look. <laughs> so it many. It is so spooky. It feels like we're signed on for life, too. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> Forever. And it can be truly frightening how quickly the cost of all of that can can add up over time. So got a couple couple tips to, to try to help with managing all of these subscriptions. So, first thing I recommend is to make a list of all of the subscriptions that you have and when that recurring charge takes place. And if you need to like set a reminder on your calendar of when that recurring charge is gonna happen, then you can take that time to reevaluate if it's something you actually still use and want to continue paying for it. So it's super easy just to forget all these different recurring charges when they're coming up. So just making that list getting organized with it can can help. And especially with those annual subscriptions that like a one time a year that charge is going to come through. Those can really sneak up on us. So again, setting those reminders ahead of time when that's going to be coming up so you can reevaluate see if it's something that you actually want to to keep paying for. And then also If you are trying to, like, kind of cut back a little bit more, either, you know, to improve cash flow, decrease some expenses, only pay for what you're actually using, especially when it comes to streaming subscriptions. So a piece of advice I like to share is, you know, if you're watching a particular show on one streaming service, just pay for that one and cancel the others and then finish that show then maybe cancel that, sign up for another one. Some of
1: them even have the pause option now within yeah. the apps that mm. they have. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. great.
2: Yeah, and, and that can be a little tedious maybe, but if it's something that's important to you, if it is an area that you want to try to save some money, then then it's worth it, of course. So you're
1: about to sign up for something new, and even for the ones that you have, taking a moment to do the math. Because sometimes, just human nature, we think, oh, what's five ninety nine a month? but how quickly that can add up. So just taking a moment to look at what that would cost overall and as difficult as it can be, and I understand sometimes it just feels more bite-sized to just pay it monthly, but adding it up and finding out if there is a cost savings for the annual is definitely worth it because some of them offer quite a discount if you pay it all at once. And I understand that can be difficult for folks to do, but just truly doing the math, looking at it, seeing how much it's going to cost you for a year. And like I said, it does feel like we're signed on to some of them for a long time. Like I I don't know how I'm going to get rid of Amazon Prime. Amen. I'm not. Yeah. I've just decided
0: I'm not. That's
2: okay. And if it is more cost effective to pay the annual instead of like every single month, then whatever the annual cost is, break it up into 12 months and whatever that amount is, set it aside every month. So when the annual charge comes up, you already have that money ready to pay it. Oh, that's great advice. It's already worked into your budget.
0: I love that. All right, Bree, let's move on to the
1: curse of not saving for retirement. Jess, well, this might be the scariest of them all. <laughs> Not to get real serious, but I think that one of the, one of the scariest things sometimes is time. And time 100%. is against you mm-hmm. when you're not saving, specifically for those long-term goals like retirement. And when we're talking about things like compound interest and, and some of those difficult things that can be hard to understand, the more time that you give an investment to grow, the better off it's going to be. The earlier you start, the better it'll be. And what's not scary about that situation is that today is the best day. Mm -hmm. get started today, take a moment to evaluate, given some tips here already, but take a moment to evaluate, see if there's something that you can be doing, see how much you're putting aside to those, especially those of you who are in employee-sponsored retirement plans. If your company offers any sort of match, please at least ensure you're working towards getting to that number, because otherwise you're leaving money on the table that will be valuable dollars and will continue to grow over time. Mm There's plenty of other options. We have other podcast episodes specific to the retirement topic. so would definitely recommend to listen there. But just making sure you're you're maximizing what you can to save for those goals later. That's fantastic. All right, Katie, how about tricky temptations
0: avoiding impulse spending?
2: Yes, impulse spending gets us all. I know what to look for and I still catch myself doing it. Mm-hmm. You almost feel like you've been put under a spell and you know as you're being drawn to to make this purchase you, Absolutely. you know, weren't even planning on doing it. So a couple couple things that, that we can kind of consider. And first is just knowing yourself. Like knowing what stores you are more tempted to impulse buy it. So like for myself, I know there are certain stores that I can walk around all day long and I'll never spend a penny. And others, like I'm really into outdoorsy stuff and camping and snowboarding and stuff. So if I go into that type of store or shop, I have to have a plan going into it. I have to have a list. So if you know you're going shopping in one of those establishments where you are more tempted to, to impulse buy Make a list ahead of time and do your very best just to stick to that list. If it's online shopping that that really gets you, then you can try just putting something in your cart and letting it sit there for 24 hours. And I have a friend that puts things in her cart for a month, so you don't have to quite go to that extreme. Mm. But even just taking 24 hours, put it in the cart, leave it there, and then 24 hours later, if it's something you still really, truly want, then You can look at making that purchase.
1: I got so tempted about two weeks ago. We went into a furniture store. They had one of those anti-gravity massage chairs. I was so ready to buy this thing. But Katie's right. I slept on it for 24 hours. The next morning, I was like, where am I going to put this? That is quite a bit of money. (laughs) Just taking a moment and getting outside of the emotional piece of like that Mm -hmm. that massage was great. Yes. Yes. But is it worth the money over time? So yeah, 24 yeah. hours. That that's great, Katie. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then and then lastly, just take some time to like review your last couple months of spending, and try to identify which of those purchases were the impulses, and see if you can find the why, like the why mm. we're making those impulse purchases. Is it purely a habit, or does it seem to be kind of this like a repeat, the same thing that we're always you know considering an impulse buy? And is it actually, is it important to us? Like if if it's something that we're always impulse buying, but it's actually important, something that we need to make part of our budget, make part of our spending plan, then you can reevaluate and assess your budget and make it part of things. So it doesn't always become something that we're spending money when we didn't plan on in the first place.
1: On some of the social channels, have you guys heard this phenomenon of, of girl math? has been yes. a thing coming yes. up That's lately yeah curl one i'm i am an impulse shopper for sure it's Same. A, it's i've been I working it. on it for years yeah but i got to own it and so one of the things that helped me a lot was removing myself from some of the emails for sales Mm. That one's a big one for me, especially for some of those stores I really love because in my mind and in the, in the vein of girl math, I didn't want to lose money on this. Of course not. By not spending on those things. So just knowing yourself, knowing what those triggers are, knowing what some of those pieces are going to make you want to spend, removing myself from the
2: email list was probably one of the better things I could do. I think they have a real now. It's like dog math now too. But I <laughs> dog dog math. math.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. All right, so Bree, let's move on to automating your savings spells. Can we talk of this?
1: This is where the real good witchcraft and wizardry can come into play. There are some fantastic methods that you can use, and especially when it comes to automating right through your online banking, are some tools that you can set those up. So just putting things right away, even better, is ones that you never get to see at all. So if you can set up with your payroll that's even better. If before it even hits the account, it can be going into savings. So like Katie talked about earlier, evaluating your spending, seeing what is there, seeing what you're already doing. I know, some people like to be hands-on with their money, which is great. But if you have a knowledgeable pattern and you're somebody that gets paid kind of more on a common cadence, if you can already determine some amount that can go into savings, that's great because then you don't even have to think about it. So using those tools to your advantage and just setting those up right through online banking if you do want to have more control over it, you can cancel them at any time. You can either set those up automatic or put something on your calendar just to remind yourself every payday to take a look, see what you can transfer right away, and kind of come up with a plan for what those dollars are going to look like over the next couple of weeks. That's great. I love that. Anything else to add for Halloween? Have fun.
0: Yes. Have so much fun. Enjoy. Eat all the candy. Wait, actually, no, I do have a question. Are we, what's our candy? With our go-to candies, are we gummy? Are we chocolate? Do we have, me, it's Milky Way, 100%. I will eat all of my mm. daughter's Milky Ways. She will eat all of the gummies. It's grand old time.
2: I gotta go Twix and Skittles. Oh, nice. Okay. It's a, little me it's of a little bit chocolate. it's those
1: Twizzlers you can only get around <laughs> Halloween. It's a totally different flavor than any other Twizzler, <laughs> but it's the thicker ones in the weird package. You can't find that outside of the holiday. That's the so one do, for me. Do you
0: stock up on them this time of year? So you have them <sighs> around? I try not to. Okay. No. <laughs>
1: But don't when they're around and there's a random candy bowl and I see that Twizzler, that, that's definitely for me.
0: Yeah, no, I feel that. The Swedish fish are another one that like... Ooh, yeah. <sighs>
1: nope. I got a five-pound bag of those many years ago, ate a lot of them all at once. It's it, Those are a no-go for oh, me. Oh, so
0: now you... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Too many at once. Fair enough. So, you know, unpopular opinion, I don't like Reese's. Ooh. I know. I'm one of those people who mm. don't like races. So if you like races, you can have all of mine. <laughs>
2: We're going to have to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That brings us to the end of our show. Katie, Bree, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thanks, Jess. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to SoundSense from End Credit Union. Be sure to follow our podcast as well as rate and review us. I'm Jessica Quinlan. I will see you next week, same time, same place.